Hello and welcome to a holiday episode of Versus, the show where nerds do what nerds do best, argue. I'm Adam Peacock and this week I will be representing the United States Postal Service. And I'm Caitlin Hempston and this week I'll be representing Santa. Oh boy, the two clash of the titans. Uh, yeah, yeah. People at home listening might be like, what do these two have in common? Honey, everything. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty fairly obvious. If you're listening to this, you're like, what are they What are they doing this for? Like, get your head out of your ass. Come on. It is two selfless entities that bring presents to your door and ask for nothing in return. That's what I'm talking about. And let's keep talking about it. Yeah. Two minutes on the clock. Caitlin, let's hear your opening arguments about why Santa Claus is better than the United States Postal Service. Look, Santa's better than anyone. Uh, you might know him as St. Nick, Sinterklaas, Father Christmas, Père Noel... However you call the jolly uh, present bringer of the winter season, we all love this freaking guy. I could spend a long time telling you about the origins of the Santa mythos. St. Nicholas, the 4th century Greek Christian bishop of Myra, he did lots of nice things, including paying dowries for three young women so they wouldn't have to turn to sex work. Uh, Sure, he's not exactly an intersectional feminist, but he became an incredibly popular saint, and his bones were taken to Venice. How many holiday characters do you know whose bones were stolen by the Venetian Republic? It's pretty metal. Um, Then, of course, the British invent Father Christmas, who's basically a pagan guy who brings cheer and alcohol for Christmas big fan and they kind of loop in the germanic odin and his yule gifts uh he also comes down the chimney um it's all sort of smushed together into one package but i'm not really here to talk about the myth i'm here to talk about the guy because adam here's the thing Santa is real. He is up there literally on the North Pole. Uh, don't talk to me about the Coca-Cola company inventing his red suit. He's always been wearing it. I care about the actual man. Santa is so great. He has built an entire manufacturing industry dedicated to being nice to children. He is the model of a good billionaire. I hear you out there saying good billionaires don't exist. Even Taylor Swift doesn't count. Santa is a good billionaire because how does he have enough money for all of this shit? He he, he just, whatever he has done to make that money, I don't even care anymore because he has put it back into the community. Uh, Santa can be funny like in the Santa Claus. He can be serious. He can barf everywhere like in a Santa run when people ruin the entire city of uh, all those East Coast cities. Santa is purely good and purely joy. That's my time. The bones make it really cool. Yeah, the bones add a lot, right? <clears throat> yeah, the bones, really, yeah, they really do. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you didn't think there were going to be bone thieves in this story. Is it true that every Catholic church has to have a bone, like a saint's bone in one of their altars? I don't think it's all of them, but I know a lot of them have relics. That's That's cool, too. I can see why every horror movie is Catholic. Um, <laughs> Adam, please let me let, put two minutes on the clock and please won't you tell me why the U.S. Postal Service is better than Santa? Well, this is going to be kind of a half-assed history lesson here, Caitlin, because unlike Papa Noel, the U.S. Postal Service's story is not so colorful, I guess, as it were, or fun, or I guess kind of fun and fantastic if you think about it. Uh, In 1633, that is the official notice of a postal service in the 13 colonies of the United States. 
we wouldn't we're going to jump kind of all over the place here uh buddy so just bear with me and the postal service itself was founded by the second continental congress in philadelphia in the year 1775 at the beginning of the american revolution and the Mm -hmm. first postmaster general was none other than ben franklin so that's pretty cool uh, the post office department was created in 1792 with the passage of the Postal Service Act, an act signed into law on February 20th, 1792 by none other than George Washington. Mm, uh, I know him. Oh, yeah. He's he's one of the big ones. Uh, it became a cabinet level department in the year 1872, residing with the president until Nixon signed the Postal Reorganization Act of 1970 made the Postal Service into an independent agency. Now, look, you can look up all that stuff, and that's just the nuts and bolts of how the government works, okay? They're working for you. They're working overtime. I think my grandpa worked there at one point, and, you know, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, so that's that's not the myth. That's the fact. Let's put a face on the Postal Service. I'm talking about the 2020 Postal Service crisis that found us with Louis DeJoy. He's currently the Postmaster General of the Postal Service, serving as the 75th person to hold such position. A little bit about him. He's a Republican fundraiser who was put into office under the presidency of Donald Trump. He served there, now serves under the presidency of Joe Biden. You might be sitting to yourself saying, Adam, isn't it weird that a Republican fundraiser got put into the position of Postmaster General by a Republican president? Well, look up the 2020 Postal Service crisis and you tell me. That's two minutes. Okay. So my thing had um, like cocaine and pagan gods and stolen bones. Yeah, yeah. Mine's just about money. <laughs> okay. Now... I think that maybe at the heart of this debate, and maybe we have to address the elephant in the room, is where do presents come from? Do they come from your grandma and she puts it in a box? Or do they come from an old elder god who lives in the tundra and flies overhead? I think we should solve that once and for all. All my family kind of lived in the same place. So Mm -hmm. we never really did a lot of uh, gift giving, like through the mail. Mm-hmm. So I never had to experience that. So I was always told that it was from Santa Claus. Yeah. Pretty magical, huh? Yeah. Now, true, Jeff Bezos couldn't get all of his little gifts well, out to us without the Postal Service. I did. When I was looking up these notes, I, re- like, I had a flashback to high school history because I was going down a rabbit hole, the Pony Express, and... <laughs> Like okay. how long it how long it took to get a letter? I think the 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 fastest letter on the Pony Express was uh, the Gettysburg Address. I think it was a speech from Lincoln that got from from him to California in just under eight hours. So at the wow. time, that was the fastest uh, fastest a letter had been. been that sent. is fast horses. <clears throat> yeah, those are some fast horses. Was the Pony Express part of the U.S. Postal Service? I think it was like an offshoot of it. And I don't know if it was the Pony Express that got the letter there, but I think just the 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 advent of mail delivery that was the fastest one that they that they had. Wow. Okay. Fast I, I really do feel like a junior high kid giving you a report. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, it was scintillating, just like junior high history reports. Yeah, I loved it. Okay, so on the one hand we've got magic, on the other mm-hmm. hand we've got horses, both yeah. great. Let's talk uniforms. Okay. 
Who's got the better uniform, Santa or the post office uniform? I think they have both had many evolutions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, this one I may have to give to you. I'm so curious to hear why. Because the the current, what we think of as Santa's uniform, like red velvet and fluffy white trim, was invented by the Coca-Cola company to sell soda. So it does look good, but it's sort of got a bummer backstory. Whereas the Postal Service is just sort of like, you know... One of those branches of government that, like, other than Lewis DeJoy, y- y- you kind of can't fault. Yeah. Like, it's a really important, like, a lot of people get their medicine that way. Like, and so the yeah. the origin of the outfit is is noble. It's sort of like, we want people to know that this person is a government employee here to serve. I don't know the origin of, of the post office uniform, but I I think it beats, Santa's got great accessories. True. He's got the bell. He's got the he's got the sack. And I just think, I think the post office does too. I just think the post office has more accessories because they're working year round. Got it. Yeah, they've got they've got crazy systems in the back there. They've got boxes within folders within boxes. Every time I go into the one by my place, it looks. I don't know how they do. <laughs> <laughs> they're incredible. They're like they're little incredible. elves in there. Um, truck versus sleigh. A sleigh again. It flies. I think that's where you got it. Hmm. I, I think be, having the driver's side on the opposite side, on the, what is that, the English side or whatever? It is pretty cool. That is cool, but it, they still can get, they're still susceptible to getting stuck in sleet and snow and stuff. Yeah, even though they say neither rain nor slow, snow, slow, slow, slow. Yeah. Yeah, Slater Kinney, um, they should still get stuck. <laughs> Santa never gets stuck. Though I will say it is not inconspicuous. Like if I'm just, you know, trying to get get a chore done, if I'm going to go pick up my dry cleaning, I'd rather be in a truck than a sleigh. Yeah. Also, oh wait, you know what I what I meant to say about the uniforms is like Santa in shorts, ridiculous. Postal carrier in shorts, fine. Yeah, so I'm like a it's big, a more versatile outfit. I'm not a big fan of those Santas that are in like uh, beach attire. No, finally we can agree on something. I hate that shit. <laughs> wearing flip flops and or not uh, wearing like uh, flippers and has a snorkel and stuff. I don't I don't care for that. And I know that in the southern hemisphere, Christmas is in the summer, but I feel like you just have to you come up with a new thing. Beach yeah. Santa ain't it? No, j- pump in fake snow. We do it here yeah. in L.A. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just bubbles. Or just be like, Santa's a guy who comes out of the sea um, and he's always wet and dripping and he gives you like a like a pearl, you know? And also, too, we're playing like Santa can change shape and size. So why can't he never be be hot? Let's talk about this. Santa is portrayed as an older gentleman on the heavy side. Yeah. To some people, that is really hot. Yeah. Bears. Ever oh, heard of it? I, I didn't mean, I'm, oh, I meant like uh, uh, physically hot. Oh, like too warm. Like, because he wears the, he wears the <laughs> outfit all the time. So it would, you would think it'd be hot down in the Southern Hemisphere. But since he can manipulate his body, why can't he just be at a perfectly nice temperature all the time? That's a really good point. And I'm sorry I jumped to assuming you were saying Santa wasn't hot. You know what I don't like? <laughs> 
shortly, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> Look, there's whole clubs in San Francisco that are dedicated to meeting a guy that looks exactly like Santa. I think it's great. <laughs> I'm a, Hell yeah. Get at it, man. <laughs> Yeah, but if you okay, what what holiday figure would you sleep with if you could? Oh gosh, all right, well we got to it. Um, that Uncle Sam Eagle from the Muppets—he kind of reminds me of the Fourth of July. Oh yeah. What holiday figure would you sleep with? Easter Bunny, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know why. <laughs> <It's> like... Okay. <laughs> Rabbits, fertility, maybe your brain sort of got some. Oh, yeah. And uh, that also feels like, you know, the time when you're done giving up Lent, your stuff for Lent, you can just let loose. You ready to party? Yeah. That's right. Sorry. We, that was sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Santa's got his elves. And I think that maybe one place where Santa kind of edges out the postal service is the elves work for free for the joy of it. But postal service employees always want to get paid. Well, unfortunately, that's just the capitalistic society we live in, you know, mm. money makes the world go round. And that's, that's just how it is. You can't expect them to do it for free. Yeah, well, you can if they're a little guy who loves making toys with a the hammer. Then let's throw this out there. If you're going to make the post office people work for you, postal carriers and sorters and whatnot, mm -hmm. the post office should have to house them like Santa houses the elves. This is an interesting point. You think all post office workers should live in a company town. There should be a little town and they all live in it. Okay. And they don't pay for anything. So you want the nanny state to just feed and clothe and educate everybody as long as they're an employee. I don't think I said anything about education. I think I said <laughs> food and a place to live. Okay. Okay, I think that no, is No, we can't. We got to keep them dumb so they can live in these towns. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to kidnap every postal worker, force them into a town. Quiet, quiet, you fool. <laughs> Just deliver my mail and like it. I've been hatching this plan for 40 years. Yeah, there are some dark implications with the elves, but I choose to believe that they want to be there. I do, too. And it makes me sad that I've never thought otherwise. Maybe I'm just afraid of, <laughs> I don't want that to not be true. You don't want to grow up. No, I don't. You don't want to live in Hershey, Pennsylvania, which used to be a town where all the employees had to live in company housing and make company script. I mean, if we get this post office thing going, we could have Hershey 2.0. The dream. Did your mom ever have to tell you, mom or dad, did your mom or dad ever have to tell you that the postal service wasn't real? Okay, that's fair. There's no, there's no moment of crushing of joy well, with the Postal Service. I thought I got a very good one. I was told that he's real as long as you believe, which is a cop-out. But yeah. it works because my mom put it off of her and put it onto me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. She made you ruin your own childhood. Wait a minute. She just did Christianity on you. Oh, if you don't believe, it's oh your problem. Oh, my God. I'm realizing... So, we were, were we talking about trauma earlier? Yeah, and always. I never believed in Santa because my parents did this inexplicable thing where they invented Jewish reindeer. Uh, and so my presence would come from, like, Santa, Mrs. Claus, the elves, Blitzen, Schmitzen, uh, Dreidel, like... Is that where the Hanukkah goblin comes from? 
Um, I th- that was in the last episode. No, I just made that up in the moment. Wow, that was very good. Thank you so much. Oh my god. Uh, I got scared. So there's a sweet little kid who lives next door to Allie and I, and he's his name's Lee, and he's like four now. Oh, cute. So he's all he's talking. He like he's he's just an adorable little kid. But I came home as he and his mom were leaving, and he goes, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm just getting home, buddy. What about you?" He goes. We're going to Home Depot. And I was like, oh, Mm. man, that's so great. I love Home Depot. He goes, yeah, there's going to be a lot of Santas there. Because I think they have all the displays and, you know, all the Christmas decorations and whatnot. But I got really scared because I said, yeah, there are going to be a lot of Santas there. Not like in my head, I hadn't processed that. Did he make that singular or plural? And then if I make it plural, then I just <laughs> go to him like, there's a bunch of them. <laughs> I don't think you ruined the joy of Christmas by pluralizing Santa. I did. I really got scared. I, I think you're okay. That's very caring of you, though. And you see, I, I can't, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you that Santa is, you know, sort of a fragile concept. But I also think, like... It is such a moment between childhood and the dawning onset of rational adulthood when you learn that Santa is not real. And that's a really pivotal moment. And I can't think of a of the post office having been there in such a pivotal moment in my life. I, well, I think that kind of leads into my next question. Uh, mm-hmm. I think of all the governmental entities, the staff of the post office, at least in my experience, has always been the nicest. Yeah. Yeah. Better than DMV, obviously. 1,000%. Better than the passport people. Mm-hmm. Better than cops. 1,000%. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're always I read a Reddit joyful. Thread about, yeah, yeah. What was, the, what was the Reddit thread? I read a Reddit thread about how firefighters are notorious for cheating on people. Um, and I think that usually we're like, oh, firefighters, the best ever. But, you know, they're all being unfaithful to their wives. And I don't think post office people do that. I don't think so either. That's a fascinating thread. Firefighters, yeah, huh? I'll send it to you. It's interesting. Please do. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, they're all really nice. This The handful of mail carriers Allie and I have have always been very, very nice. But who's nicer than Santa with his bowl full I mean, of jelly? That is true. Come on. The bowl full of jelly is his belly, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't just carry hot. around a bowl full of jelly. Adam, I think you can tell a lot about someone by their haters. And I think that Santa's enemies set him apart from the post office. Okay. Who were his enemies? Lenin and evangelicals. (laughs) Santa, the Soviet Union um, did not, like Lenin forced everyone to stop celebrating Christmas Uh, And so New Year's is a much bigger thing in like former Soviet countries than Christmas is. And he specifically hated Santa. And so do hardline fundamentalist religious people here in the U.S., Christians. If you've ever seen those things that say like Santa equals Satan. Um, And those are people that I don't want to hang out with. So I think that um, is a testament to how great Santa is, that jerks hate him. I must admit, if I did see somebody with the, the post office equals Satan, I would want to <laughs> hang out with that person because I just need to know what's going on. I've got questions. What does it mean? How did you get here? Yeah. And like, nobody hates the post office. Everybody uses it. You're right. Everybody does use it. 
And it's very important. I think the post office has an enemy and this is going to seem super cliche, but it's cliche for a reason. Dogs. Ooh. Dogs have been attacking people for thousands of years. Yeah. And we like dogs. And we like them. So what do they know that we don't? Have we been duped by the post office? I don't think so. Who am I going to trust? A golden retriever or some guy who comes into my house who has a key to my apartment building somehow and I don't understand why. Have you seen that ad for the Amazon device that opens up your garage? And lets, oh, lets no. people lets Amazon drivers deliver packages in your garage? Don't. I don't like the future and I wish I weren't in it. No, that's bad news. <laughs> they have skeleton keys too. Yeah, I forgot about skeleton keys for post office workers. Postal yeah, carriers. That's again, pretty cool. These are such similar characters. They can both somehow get into your house and you don't really understand why. And they'll eat your food. <laughs> and they will eat your food. Okay. They'll the leave footprints office, all over your carpet. Yeah, that the, the post office might have it because they don't demand cookies. That's true. Or ent- not entry into your actual domicile. Well, yeah, no, that's true. Just into the building in which my domicile exists. Yeah, yeah. Just enough to let you know they're there. Yeah. And how I don't have a chimney. I live in Los Angeles. How is that man getting into my house? I was told Santa shrunk down and walked underneath the door. <laughs> are we talking post office or are we talking Santa? I think we're talking, uh, hey, who can tell anymore? But Santa, you were told Santa shrinks down and walks under the door? Because we lived in a place that didn't have a fire fireplace either. Your mom was really inventive. She, yeah, she got, she invented a story and then made me destroy it to myself. <laughs> yeah. And then, and told you Santa can become something about a tiny Santa is setting me on edge. I don't like it. You don't like tiny Santa? No. Uh, yeah. It's... He should be guy sized. This ain't right. Hey, I'll tell you, I, you missed it earlier, but I'll say this guy sized guys, they can't be hot. <laughs> you know what? I will not stand for this body shaming. Lean post office worker, big jolly Santa. It's all good, baby. (laughs) All right. Well, Caitlin, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to play some games to further our arguments about which entity is better, Santa Claus or the Postal Service. Ho, 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 ho. They don't have a laugh, do they? Uh, Ha, 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 ha. Post office? That's good. Post office. All right, welcome back to round two of Versus. In round two of the show, Caitlin and I get to pick a game and make each other play that game from a list of games that our producers have thrown together. And Caitlin, this week I have picked for you Holiday Classic. I would like to throw a minute on the clock and I would like you to give me a new classic holiday movie for Santa that hasn't existed yet. Heck yeah, absolutely can't wait. Um, If you're like me, you're tired of hearing this really annoying phrase around the holidays. Everybody says it, and it just drives me absolutely crazy. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Well, let's make it officially a Christmas movie. I think it's a great Christmas classic, and I think that we need to see Santa in Die Hard. So coming this December to a theater near you, it's Ho Hard. Uh, It is, of course, a film in which terrorists attack the North Pole, uh, and Santa is, uh, they abduct Mrs. Claus, and Santa is forced to go full vigilante Rambo. Um, He is uh, uh, shooting uh, a rocket full of 
of uh, mistletoe at them. He's uh, beating them to death with a giant candy cane. Uh, He's doing whatever it takes to stand his ground and protect his land. And Clint Eastwood plays Santa at the end. Adam would love to hear your version of a new holiday classic starring the members of the U.S. Postal Service. I'm going to go a little different. I'm going to do an animated movie. Uh, This Postal Service holiday Christmas movie is about a little letter that wants to get delivered to whichever child that it's addressed to. And Mm. it's a particularly rough Christmas. The snow is really bad. They're all locked in. So this little letter has to make his way through the mountains and piles of sorted mail as he finds his way to the mythical trucks of the post office. Because Mm. those are the trucks that take you to the boys and girls whose letter you are, that they get to read. And these are letters from parents maybe that are in the military or you know or are away from home for whatever reason and you got to get to this kid so it's about the adventures going from all these things in the post office dealing with the clerks and then finally getting to the truck and it's the last truck in the lot it's got just a little battery it's almost dead but it decides to go out and brave the storm and this little letter gets delivered and the mom and dad at that house buy the truck oh oh okay (laughs) That way the letter and the truck get to stay together. They did their, yeah, their best friends. Look, we we can do the Barbenheimer of these movies. Santa <laughs> in the, what was that movie? Gran Torino in the Gran Torino of Santa. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a little bit diehard. It's a little bit Gran Torino. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Ooh, you're cast. You booked it. Um, And now... It is my turn to give you the gift of a holiday-themed game that we're going to play. And I have selected theme song throwdown, blah, blah, blah. We all know it. You've heard it on other episodes. But this time, it's Carol Edition. I would like for you to create a spontaneous, improvised, brand-new Christmas carol uh, that has to do with the U.S. Postal Service. Are you ready? Uh Mm Uh-huh. Okay. Go for it. I'm dreaming of a letter for Christmas. Just like the ones I used to write. Do, 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 where those pen tips glisten and those paper cuts widen to see a stamp in my mailbox. Do, 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 do. I have never heard one person be a whole barbershop quartet before. <laughs> that was so good. I just stole another song, but I just made it about postal service. That's perfect. It's the spirit of the season. If you can't buy it, steal it. Steal it. Good artists borrow great artists steal. Mm-hmm. All right, Caitlin. Well, it's off of me and on to you. Let's hear, I mean, there's so many of them, but let's hear a new Santa Claus Christmas song. I'm going to do my darndest. Okay, here we go. Dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. Oh, they took his bones from Myra. They were the bones of the saint. And the uh, Republic of Venice took them in a boat and they went 
back to Venice. They put them in a church. Then 300 years later, some scientists examined the bones and determined that they did fit the era of St. Nicholas. Oh, very old bones, very old bones. We discovered some very old bones. For Christmas, you and I get very old bones. The true story of Christmas. The true word of Christmas. Yeah, that's what that's the reason for the season. We got to get a, uh, a Michael Bublé version of that. Very old bones. Yeah. yeah. Adele. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'll make you cry. Oh. That'll make you cry for sure. <laughs> well, I think those are both destined to become Christmas classics. Certainly. And I think mine's in the public domain, right? <laughs> yeah, Is it? Okay. Probably. Ryan said it was, so good. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Everything he says is literal truth. Oh, well, buddy, there's been a lot of Christmas fun here today. Oh, there's nobody that I would rather celebrate with than you, my friend. And you as well, buddy. So I hate to see it come to an end, but, you know, we got to go open up those gifts that we got. Yeah, yeah. And next up, we've got Baby New Year versus uh, Literal Baby. I had to be Baby New Year one time. What? Yeah, it was a thing. (laughs) Your childhood. Uh, Yeah, my mom made me do it. Oh, my God, Jeanette. And then tell yourself that you're not real. Uh, Caitlin, we're going to throw a minute on the clock. Let's hear your final closing arguments about why Santa Claus is better than the United States Postal Service. He can fly. uh, He can make presents out of nothing. He has been faithful to his wife for thousands of years. He is based off an amalgamation of uh, an ad and a very, very old god. Um, And he's a, you know, bear icon. Body positivity, babe. It's 2023. Uh, Santa is so wonderful. And I think that um, if you miss the childlike magic of Christmas that perhaps you knew when you were just a wee little lad, lass, or other childlike person, um, you know, go uh, hug an old person and um, give a gift to someone you love and do labor for free and not for payment like the elves. Um, And Merry Christmas to all Santa rules. Go Santa! Adam, why don't you take a minute and tell us why the U.S. Postal Service is better than Santa? I love Santa. I really do. I'm not a religious person, but I love Christmas. And... I think the spirit of Santa is for everybody. At least that's what some people say. And, you know, I I tend to believe that, I guess. But it's unequivocal that the United States Postal Service truly is for everybody. It knows no race, creed, religion. It knows nothing of those things. It is designed to bring you, for the most part, joy. Uh, but no one's going to get mad at you if on Christmas day you open up a package and you say, where did you get that from? And someone says the post office, no one's going to get mad at you about that, you know? So, and I agree the elves and the postal workers are kind of on the same playing field because everybody really likes them, uh, except for dogs. But I think it's a, it's, it's for everybody this holiday season and what could be more for everybody else than love this holiday season. Wow. That was really beautiful. Be kind to each other. Yeah. Be as kind to each other as a postal worker um, and a cat. Because they don't have any beef at all. I don't think so. I think that mace is designed for dogs. Yeah. (laughs)
Yeah. Don't be like a dog the day before Christmas. Be like an elf the day after Christmas. <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't think I need to explain that. Well, if you would like to weigh in on who you think won this week's battle or give us suggestions on which pop culture icons you'd like us to represent next, you can email us at officialversuspodcast at gmail.com or tweet at WoodElfMedia on socials and use the hashtag versuspodcast. Until next week, I'm Adam Peacock. And a very happy holiday season from me, Caitlin Hempstead, and everybody on Versus and Q Code and Wood Elf. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Versus is a Wood Elf original series, executive produced by Rob Herding, David Henning, Ryan Middledorf, Caitlin Hempstead, and Adam Peacock. Produced by Tom Breck. Original music by Darren Johnson. Edited by Neely Oftering. <laughs>